Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to this week's weekly news roundup. No delay on the intro, I just want to get into it today. FCA and PSA merger now official. Stellantis to start trading on stock markets. The long-awaited merger between the two groups has finally taken place. A GM intern designed this Chevy Caravan SS, a modern-day coupe slash, or sorry, a modern coupe slash wagon study. Wouldn't that be? Isn't that known as a shooting brake? I mean, it's not quite a shooting brake though, thanks to the roofline. But I digress. This futuristic wagon takes inspiration from vehicles in Chevrolet's past. Millionaire sci-fi garage with $30 million, $30 million supercar collection is out of this world. Coach built W126 Mercedes-Benz S-Class convertible and wagon are an odd couple. The bespoke Mercedes this will cross the auction block on January 22nd at RM Sotheby's, I probably got that wrong, Arizona auction. Merger with FCA has Persia reconsidering U.S. market return. Persia might not be coming back to America after all, as originally planned though. Oh, wait, no, yeah, they're reconsidering. Okay, I get it. Rare 1937 Bugatti Type 57S being auctioned off after spending 50 years in hiding. One of the most valuable and desirable pre-war cars. It's expected to fetch up to $9.4 million. Volvo turning its hometown into a climate-neutral city by 2030. Volvo is turning Gothenburg, or Gothenburg? Gothenburg, maybe. Sweden into a fully electric mobility hub to make it livable into the future. Electric 2021 Cooper Elborn hot hatch due in the second half of the year. The Cooper Elborn will be the Volkswagen Group's first electric sporty hatchback. I thought we were supposed to get like a spiritual, spiritual successor to the Renault Clio V6. I thought one of the VAG Group brands were working on a car that looked quite similar to that. But yeah. No, that was, the, that was one of the high-end-eye cars, one of the, one of the end models. ABT's power boost gives your VW Group 1.5 liter TSI 190 horses in return for 1,000 euros. Toyota and Stanford University want to use Pro Drifter's experience to improve safety. Toyota aims to make to make its driver aids better and more predictable in extreme situ uh, situations. Tired of waiting for the new Tesla Roadster? Buy this 20, 2011 model instead. How about don't though? <laughs> it's probably better that you don't because that's really, really old Tesla technology now. This Tesla Roadster has only been driven 17,492 miles and features the R80 3.0 battery upgrade. Aston Martin Callum Vanquish 25 Restomod is all about the details. The Aston Martin Callum Vanquish 25 is powered by a 6-liter V12 with 580 horsepower. Quartz white Bugatti Chiron Purse Sport with gray carbon accents touches down in the US. This is the first Bugatti Chiron Purse Sport customer car as deliveries get underway. The ID Buzz, VW's electric minivan, won't come to the U.S. until 2023. Apparently, VW is prioritizing production of the ID3 and ID4, which is pushed back the mini. Sorry, which is pushed the minivan back. A lifted Lamborghini Huracan off-roader is not something you see every day. The Lamborghini, nicknamed Jumpacon, <laughs> will compete in the Mint 400 race in the, in the in the Nevada desert. Why though? I love it. I just want to know why they thought a Huracan of all cars was a good way to spend a lot of money. Sono Motors introduces new Scion, I think that's Scion, EV prototype and solar trailer at CES. The new Scion, S-I-O-N, prototype features a number of production and near production components. 
2022 Audi S8 going under the knife for a minor facelift. The facelifted Audi S8 will have a revised grille, restyled headlights, and modified bumpers. Well, that didn't last. BMW and Audi joined Mercedes in shutting down subscription services. The services offered vehicle variability, insurance, and maintenance, but were too expensive. That's a Buick? Fancy, fancy headlighted GM EV from CES was not a Corvette SUV. GM, as it turns out, was not teasing a Corvette SUV, but a Buick instead. Okay. Spiker reportedly goes bust after partnership never materializes. The company had planned to resume production this year, but all activities have stopped. That really is a darn shame. I like Spiker. Porsche takes a look back at the original Boxster concept. Work on the concept started in 1991, and it debuted at the North American International Auto Show two years later. New Ford F-150 Raptor 2 debut on February 3rd might pack a Predator V8. Reports suggest that Ford will offer both V6 and V8 versions of the new F-150 Raptor. It's official, Mazda is killing off diesels in the USA. The engine's short-lived run in American in in should it should be America. In America comes to an end. Report Ford to add $10,000 carbon fiber track package to GT500 options list. The new package adds carbon fiber wheels, but leaves the rear seats and cuts the big GT4 wing. Why would you cut the GT4 wing? That's one of the best parts of the GT500. Get a look at the hydrogen-powered Hyperion XP1 as it heads to Las Vegas for testing. The Hyperion XP1 will, will apparently hit 0-60 to 60 in less than 2.2 seconds. VW's upcoming ID4 EV isn't worried about freezing temperatures. VW wants buyers in the U.S. to know that the ID4 is well-equipped to handle winter conditions. Purists look away! First AC Cobra 378 Super Blower with 580 horsepower LSA engine is complete. Would you spend $177,000 on a new original AC Cobra with a GM engine? No, I'd, I'd do what, what I saw one person do to a Cobra and put a Viper engine in it. <laughs> complete the legacy. US to exempt autonomous vehicles from certain crash standards. That's a very terrible idea. The NHTSA will change the regulations for autonomous vehicles that transport goods. BMW X2M Mesh Edition arriving in the UK from £34,510. GM considering electric Corvette SUV could arrive in 2025, say sources. A fully electric Corvette-based crossover could occupy the space above Ford's Mach-E. Electric scooter maker builds electric monoposto minicar. The Blaze EV Classic pays homage to race cars from the 1930s. Litchfield, working on Toyota GR Yaris upgrades, has already boosted it to 300 horsepower. The UK tuning specialists have a whole range of upgrades under development for Toyota's Pocket Rocket. 2021 Nissan Sushi reveals hybrid engine lineup, including 187 horsepower e-power. The next generation of Nissan's best-selling SUV in Europe will have a hybrid-only engine lineup. A Design Studio is creating a Porsche 914 with Cayman running gear, so basically a resto mod. The car will be powered by a 987 Cayman S flat 6 and feature modern suspension and brakes. Ex-Bentley Design Chief Stefan Seeloff, I probably got that wrong, I'm sorry, tipped to move to Geely. Stefan Seeloff has been replaced at Bentley by former Audi designer Andreas Mint. I got that last name so wrong, I apologize. Toyota unveils 2021 Yaris WRC race car with new livery. The Toyota Yaris WRC car has a similar livery to the GRO10 Hybrid Le Mans Racer. Porsche Boxster 25 Edition promo video is filled with nostalgia. Production of the Porsche Boxster 25 Edition is capped at just 1,250 units. Feel like Lewis Hamilton by driving this Jordan F1 car on track. The half-day experience with 
half-day experience with the Jordan Formula One car costs $1,365. I wonder how long they're they're saying a half-day experience is. But in any case, that doesn't sound too bad, all things considered. I mean, that would be a story to tell your friends, especially if you did half decently. Porsche 718 Cayman GT4 with a Prokovic exhaust is out for 911 blood. If you think the stock Cayman GT4 sounds great, just listen to this tuned example. Toyota GR010 Hybrid unveiled with twin turbo 3.5 liter V6 for Le Mans hybrid, uh, hypercar class. The Toyota GR010 Hybrid replaces the retired TSO50 LMP1 car. Kia teases several new electric vehicles. First eGMP e based model will debut soon. The teaser appears to show three cars and two crossovers as well as three or four commercial vehicles. Samsung announces digital key partnership with Audi, BMW, Ford, and Genesis. Besides embracing digital keys, Samsung has made improvements to Android Auto and added additional connectivity. Alibaba and SAIC Saic team up to launch new IMEV brand. Sedan features 39-inch display and autonomous driving tech. The sedan has 536 horsepower and range of up to 543 miles. Dodge to end Durango SRT Hellcat production in June. Dodge will reportedly produce around 2,000 examples of the Durango SRT Hellcat. Car and driver's Tesla Model 3 has lost 7% of its battery capacity in 27,000 miles. Tesla will replace a battery if its capacity drops to below 70% within 8 years or 120,000 miles. Ford Bronco accessories list includes hundreds of items from soft tops to tubular doors. Customers rock rails and even a complete rear end with 5.38 gearing. The NHTSA wants Tesla to recall 158,000 cars over faulty display screens. The vehicles are equipped with a flash memory device that fails and takes out the infotainment system. Detroit Mayor wants Big 3 to commit to having North American International Auto Show in Motor City next year. The move comes after the 2021 show was cancelled and replaced by the Motor, Motor Bella event in Pontiac. That is going to be it for this segment, though. I will see you all after the break. Hey, hey, everyone. We are back. Ikuri Ikasi releasing seven hand-built seven hand Jaguar C-type reproductions that look like the real deal and introduce only minor modern conveniences. Hummer EV will have one pedal, one pedal driving specifically designed for off-roading. GMC's EV will also get its own signature soundtrack mixing audio from electric guitars and Formula E racers. What sound is there to be had from Formula E racers? It's just a bunch of whirring. Whatever. Aries Design creates a Restomod Porsche 964 Turbo. The coach, the coach building company works their magic on a classic 911 Turbo. Production Nissan Z Coupe revealed by Patent Office and it's nearly identical to the Z Proto concept. You know how the 1989 Viper concept was? And then the 1992 Viper came out. Okay, this is even closer than that. Like, this looks I, legitimately identical to the Z Proto concept, except for a slightly different grille. It pretty much looks exactly the same, and that's a very good thing, if you ask me. The next generation Nissan Z, possibly called 400Z, is expected to have 400 horsepower. Car wash worker returning soccer player's $335,000 Ferrari 812 smashes into five cars and a barrier. The car wash employee was returning to Genoa FC goalkeepers, sorry, was returning the Genoa FC goalkeepers car to the team's training base, and then didn't because he crashed. BMW iX's keyless system promises to be the most secure yet, if you have an iPhone. BMW claims that it's not possible to intercept the radio signal from the iX's keyless system. I have my doubts. 
Japan's 2021 Nissan Kicks received some bling by AUTECH. 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 I have that so wrong. 2020 AUTECH's 2021 Nissan Kicks is on virtual display at the 2021 Toyota Auto Salon. Sorry, Tokyo Auto Salon. Nissan Note Play Gear concept is all about looking trendy, and trendy it does. The Nissan Note Play Gear concept is based on the recently unveiled Note E Power. There's a new Note. Oh my. Work anywhere with the Nissan NV350 Caravan Office Pod concept. Sick of working at home? You can work anywhere in the world with the Nissan Office Pod concept. Smart ready to move on from mini cars and on to e, uh, sorry, SUVs. Smart's upcoming new model will be an SUV built on Geely's sustainable experience architecture. Honda HRV pulled from the UK. Other Euro, Euro markets might follow. Production of the European Honda HRV reportedly ended last month. Oh dear. Alpine F1 unveils interim livery official car to debut next month. Certain structural graphic elements will be kept for the 2021 car's livery as well. Lada previews all new Neva SUV set to debut in 2024. It's a little early to preview it then, isn't it? Lada's production plan also involves the debut of a new C-segment SUV in 2025. Renault debuts a new mobilized brand with tiny EZ1 electric two-seater. Renault Group's new mobilized brand will offer hardware and software for the ride, sorry, for ride-sharing business. Bigster, what a terrible name. Concept previews Dacia's new flagship SUV coming in 2025. The Dacia Bigster concept has a similar footprint to the Skoda Kodiak. Lotus and Alpine team up to develop fully electric sports car. Is Well, that's sort of what was going to happen with the Alpine A110 and then the K-Trim alternative, but we never got the K-Trim alternative. The two car makers are also considering a collaboration to leverage Alpine's motorsport platform. Renault lays out strategic plan will focus on EVs and profitability. Renault wants to shift its strategy from volume to margins with its Renolution business plan. Iconic Renault 5 officially returns as retro-futuristic electric city car. Renault will launch modern EV versions of the iconic R5 and R4 as part of its new strategy. Lamborghini Squadra Corse launches dedicated channel on motorsport.tv. The Italian automaker's motorsport division will bring action from its successful racing exploits to the site. All new Isuzu D-Max to launch in the UK market this March. Isuzu's new pickup truck brings big improvements across the board. 2021 Audi RS7 looks surprisingly good in Vegas yellow. According to Audi, the 591 horsepower 2021 Audi RS7 needs just 3.5 seconds to hit 62 miles per hour. Porsche 8,000 vehicles short of setting a new sales record in 2020. Porsche's global sales were down by 3% in 2020 compared to 2019. Bugatti Devos get together under the California Sun in spectacular $18 million display. The three Bugatti Devos met on a met on a racetrack before being delivered to their customers. Or to their now owners, I should say. 1972 Ford Bronco gallops to auction with Shelby V8 power and off-road upgrades. This custom Ford Bronco rocks a 331 cubic inch Shelby built V8 with 421 horsepower. Enough of that though, let's get on to some of the articles we read in the first segment, starting with the Stellantis merger. As of this morning, January 16th, the long-awaited Stellantis merger between Peugeot SA, PSA Group, and Fiat Chrysler Automobiles NV, or FCA, is official and effective immediately. Stellantis' common shares will begin trading on the Paris and Milan stock exchanges starting next, next Monday, January 18th, and on the New York Stock Exchange, or on the New York Exchange, on Tuesday, January 19th. Also on Tuesday, Carlos Tavares will hold the new group's first press conference press conference as Stellantis' chief executive officer, laying out the vision for the newly formed automaker. The challenges ahead are many, 
and they mainly deal with electrification, the COVID-19 pandemic, and attracting new buyers. However, this merger probably won't come without its repercussions. Stellantis will start its life with seven FCA brands and another four from PSA, and as, and as such, they may be stretching themselves out a little thin. Whilst every merger results in duplication and can cause the demise of some products or even brands. <coughs> Chrysler! And it could happen in this case as well. Interestingly enough, the brands that seem the most likely to go are allegedly Chrysler and Dodge. Really? They better not get rid of Dodge. Not... They really don't have... If you ask me, they don't have a good reason to get rid of Dodge. Chrysler, yes. Chrysler has not had much product. But Dodge, while has not had much new product, has had massive success with the Hellcat, the Red Eye, and the Wide Body variant, and now the new Durango SRT Hellcat. Though we have, we're, we've yet to see how well that'll do. But Dodge, to me, has, still has a good bit of potential, and they do have a brand image. Chrysler... Uh, not so much. Both have suffered from subpar sales. Supposedly. The Charger's been keeping pretty steady, and the Challenger's just bumped the Camaro off, so... I would say Dodge has suffered from subpar sales due to the fact that they don't have much product, i.e. they don't have... They don't have something to replace the Journey, and then they lost the Grand Caravan. So they really only have three models. Three models that are doing quite well, but only three models. I digress, though. And both... And both pairing... Parring? and are both parring back their lineups. Chrysler only has the Pacifica and Voyager minivans and the aging 300 sedan, and Dodge is left with just the Durango, Charger, and Challenger, all of which also ride on old platforms. But the difference is the Charger is still selling well, the Challenger is still selling well, and the Durango's just got a very nice new, new update. The 300 has not had a nice new update. The Pacifica has, and the Voyager you know, is now just a cheaper Pacifica, but... I would argue Dodge has got way more momentum behind it. In any case, though. Then there are the Italian brands, Fiat, Alfa Romeo, and Maserati, who have also fell short of sales expectations in North America. Fiat's dismal sales, for example, resulted in a discontinuation of the 500, 500L, and 124 Spider, leaving only the 500X to be sold in the US. The real powerhouses on FCA's side are Jeep and Ram, and it seems likely that they're the reason the merger was considered in the first place. Jeep will only, grow in will only grow in magnitude with greater international presence, and while Ram is likely to remain mostly centered on the North American market, there is now the possibility to increase its market reach, especially with commercial vehicles. Okay, so they're talking about seven FCA brands that we're going to have. Let me go back up and double check that. Where was it? Where was it? Okay, they're talking about seven FCA brands. So, so we have... It's weird, because I'm going to say, let's focus on the North American market for the moment. You have Ram and Jeep that are of, that are guaranteed to stay. So, that, so that's two brands. You have Alfa Romeo, likely to stay. So we're up to three. Maserati might stay. That's four. You need two more brands. Fiat, more likely than not, is not staying in North America at all. Okay, so you have Dodge for that. And then if Chrysler's going to go, well, then that's a gap. But if we're talking about globally, okay, you have Jeep globally. Fiat globally, because they're doing way better outside of the U.S. Not really Ram, but we'll include Ram in this. So we're up to three, then Alfa Romeo and Maserati. So that's five brands. Five brands with Alfa Romeo and Maserati. So you have Maserati, Alfa Romeo, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Okay. Then you have Dodge, which is six, and then Chrysler, which is seven. So I can see Chrysler going. I can't see Dodge going, though. Dodge, to me, has got way too much potential to just axe it. And they've got far more... I think far more of a foothold in the public conscience than Chrysler does at this very moment, excluding minivans. And Lancia doesn't even exist. Lancia is, as far as I can see, is 
is a non is a non-starter. They're not even thinking about that at all. So I would think Dodge is going to stay. Fiat would probably get removed, and then I I could see Chrysler going, but I can't I can't really see Dodge going though. That to me doesn't make much sense. So if you ask me, them talking about oh the most likely to go or are, are likely Chrysler and Dodge that that to me is an exaggeration. Dodge you can make a case for, but I don't think is I don't think it's guaranteed. Chrysler is definitely in the red, much like Fiat at the very least for the U.S. Did I include Ram in that? Jeep, Ram, Alfa Romeo, Maserati, Fiat, Dodge. Yeah, that's six brands. And as far as I know, FCA doesn't have any other. So, no. If you have seven brands, well, there's your seven brands. But getting back to the article. The PSA group brings with it Peugeot, Citroën, DS Automobiles, and Opel. Where did Voxel go? Which the group brought... Oh, well, Opel, Voxel, similar thing. Which the group brought... Sorry, bought from GM in 2017 before the creation... Oh, wait, no, it's a separate sentence. Before the creation of Stellantis, there were, or Stellantis perhaps, there were some talks of possibly bringing a PSA group, or PSA group brand to the US by the middle of the decade, and that brand was later identified as Peugeot. Apparently, a small group of, of executives have been in place in the States to oversee the return of the brand that left in 1991. Peugeot CEO Jean-Philippe, sorry, Imperato? Imparato? I probably got that wrong, I apologize. Now says plans to re-enter the U.S. by 2026 may be reconsidered, according to the according to an Automotive News Europe report. Yeah. So at the end of this article, they say, "What do you think? Would you like to see Peugeot return if it meant the end of Chrysler and/or Dodge?" Okay. It would be a better idea to shove to do what GM did with Buick and shove a few of the Vox models onto Buick, like the Cascada. So do that with Peugeot, take some of their models, and then just rebadge, slightly redesign them, and then rebadge them as Chrysler, because we they already have the dealer network. That would be a better idea, and you'd get to utilize Chrysler. The only downside is that that seems to be a bit of a weak plan, uh, wow, weak plan as far as revitalizing the brand goes. But that could work, and that would be the, that would be the way I'd rather see them go, is just utilize Chrysler and the brand, and the dealer network. And just take some of Peugeot's cars, redesign them slightly, rebatch them slightly, and then job done. Getting on to the Ford $10,000 option though, because that's insane. We reported on January 5th that Ford was planning on bringing a new option to the GT500 to split the difference between the handling pack and the carbon fiber track pack. Today, re today reports suggest that the package will cost $10,000. The information comes thanks to an order form shared with muscle car and trucks by a customer. The price point would make the new carbon fiber handling package considerably less expensive than the $18,500 carbon fiber track pack, but would be equally considerably more expensive than the $1,500 handling pack. For your $10,000, you would get arguably the CFTP's highlight feature, the carbon fiber wheels, whereas they are finished, whereas they are finished so that you can see the weave of, carbon, of the carbon fiber in that package, though they would be painted for the CFHP. The new package, though, leaves the rear seats in place and fits the less extreme Pilot Sport 4S tires to the painted wheels. Those who order the CFTP will also get exclusive access to the exposed carbon fiber instrument panel and the massive GT4 style wing. The CFHP will get adjustable strut top mounts and a catch cam, like on the track pack, while the handling pack's gurney flap and splitter wickers will also come installed. New for 2021, the GT500 will also apparently get a, get a couple new colors with antimatter blue metallic, carbonized gray metallic, and grabber yellow joining the option sheet. 
four colors will also be removed. They are Gravel Lime, Kona... No! Don't remove Kona Blue! That's one of the best colors! Kona Blue, Magnetic, and Wimbledon White. God dang it! Kona Blue should be a mainstay of most Ford products. At the very least, of most of their performance products. And now on to the not-so-recall. Screen size is the latest battleground for automakers, and Tesla kicked off that trend with the massive 17-inch infotainment system that resides in the Model S and the Model X. Those screens are now at the center of a recall request by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. So the NHTSA is trying to tell Tesla to, to start a recall. It hasn't happened yet, but they're trying to say, initiate a recall. Please, do it now. In a letter to Tesla, the NHTSA said their Office of Defects Investigation is looking into a potential safety-related defect concerning incidents of media control unit failures resulting in a loss of rear-view camera and other safety-related vehicle functions in 2012-2018 Model S and 2016-2018 Model X vehicles. These models are equipped with an NVIDIA Tegra 3 processor and an integrated 8GB eMMC NAND flash memory device. The problem is with the memory, as the NHTSA said part of the memory's capacity is used each time and the vehicle each time the vehicle is started and the eMMC NAND NAND cell hardware hardware fails when the storage capacity is reached. When this occurs, the infotainment system fails and takes out systems required by Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standards. In particular, the NHTSA says it results in a loss of the rear view camera as well as a potential loss of the climate control system which is used for defogging and defrosting windows. The government went on to note an adverse impact on the, on the Autopilot Advanced Driver Assistance System or ADAS as well as turn signal functionality due to the possible loss of audible chimes, driver sensing, and, and alerts associated with vehicle functions. Given this, the Office of Defects Investigation has tentatively concluded the issue constitutes a defect related to motor vehicle safety. As a result, the government is requesting that Tesla recall the vehicles and fix them. Approximately 158,000 vehicles are impacted and the government says their investigation suggests the flash memory device could fail after 5 to 6 years. The NHTSA believes a 5 or 6 year life expectancy for a component integral to providing the driver with safety functions is insufficient. And noted data from Tesla showed MCU <laughs> Marvel Cinematic Uni uh, Universe failure. MCU failure rates between 14.2 to 17.3% for the range of model year 2012 to 2015 Model S vehicles. While the letter acknowledges Tesla had released over-the-air updates to mitigate some of the issues, the government deemed them procedurally and substantively insufficient. Instead, they noted the vehicle manufacturers are required to conduct recalls for safety-related defects. The request isn't binding, but if Tesla refuses, they'll have to provide a full explanation for not issuing a, issuing a recall. Should the government not be satisfied with their response, things could escalate. Tesla has until January 27th to respond to the letter, and it remains unclear if they will follow through with the request. That is it with this segment, though. I will see you all for the final segment. All right, all right, all right, everyone. We are back for the final segment. 2021 Mazda 6 joins Mazda's Australian GTSP range, priced from 46690 Australian. Australia's Mazda 6 GTSP is the equivalent of America's Carbon Edition. The Centro City Porter is a last-mile electric delivery van with 220 miles of range. The future of delivery is electric, apparently. EU might not be able to collect fines on speeding UK drivers as a result of, Bre of Brexit. There's no mechanism for EU police to pursue UK speeders after Brexit. 
but they could work one out. I imagine most people in the UK are probably saying at this very moment, PLEASE DON'T WORK SOMETHING OUT! <laughs> 2021 Audi Q5 Sportback starts at $48,890 or $4,500 more than the standard Q5. For the SQ5 Sportback, you have to pay at least $57,195. 2022 Ford Ranger Spide is shaping up to be a baby F-150. The new Ranger could get a Raptor variant with up to 400 horsepower. All new 2022 Acura MDX flagship SUV enters production in Ohio. The 2022 Acura MDX will initially come exclusively with a 290 horsepower 3.5 liter V6. Apple had talks with Canu in 2020 to discuss potential acquisition. Apple was reportedly interested in the skateboard platform developed by Canu. What a weird name. Former Audi executive design boss moves to Bentley. Oh, well, we just talked about that. Herton Coupe is a retro Spanish sports car that's based on the Mazda MX-5 RF. The Herton will reportedly unveil its new sports car in the coming months. Pickup truck takes out lampposts while trying to do donuts. The crash sparked an electrical explosion, prompting attendees to flee. 2022 Mercedes C-Class Estate prototypes caught showing more skin than before. The all-new Mercedes C-Class Estate will likely look more sporty than the E-Class wagon. All-new 2022 Mercedes-Benz GLC spied looking like a jacked-up sporty hatchback. The new generation Mercedes GLC is expected later this year to come with electrified powertrains only. 2021 Lexus LC500 Inspiration Series could pass for the new Batmobile. Limited to 100 examples, the 2021 Lexus LC500 Inspiration Series comes with an exclusive rear wing. Investor looking to revive Bristol cars wants an all-new model. Bristol will launch remastered versions of the fighter and a 411 four-seater in 2022. Geely and Foxconn team up to build cars for other brands. Both companies will hold 50% stakes in the joint venture, which will also offer EV tech consulting services. Did Mahindra really lay off more than half of its employees in North America? Mahindra had to make massive cuts in North America due to the pandemic, as well as ongoing legal woes. 2021 Porsche Boxster 25 Edition celebrates anniversary with, 99, with 1993 concept-inspired touches. The 2021 Porsche Boxster 25 is inspired by the original Boxster concept from 1993. All-electric 2022 Kia CV spy testing debut to follow the Ionic 5. The upcoming 2022 Kia CV will be based on Hyundai's modular electric platform. Lamborghini sales dropped 9% in 2020, but, re but records its best efforts best ever second half of the year. Lamborghini set a new sales record in the second quarter of the year. Alpine A110 proves an impressive track tool at the Nürburgring. The Alpine A110S demonstrated its skills on the crowded German track. 2022 VW Polo facelift makes spy debut with golf-inspired styling and an annoyed driver. The 2022 Volkswagen Polo will debut later this year with restyled front and rear ends. Bahrain to host F1 season opener as Melbourne gets pushed back and Imola returns. F1's revised calendar for 2021 holds 23 races and will start on March 28th in Bahrain. Customized 1989 Chevrolet Caprice is a Hulk-themed high-riser. This Caprice has a 505-horsepower V8, 30-inch wheels, and Lamborghini-style doors. Or in other words, it's a donk. <laughs> That's what it is. Ford had to interview GOATS for its... 2021 Bronco Sport GOAT Mode commercial. Turns out GOATs might not work quite as hard for Ford as GOAT Mode does. Sony pushes development of Vision SEV with public road tests. Exactly a year after its debut, Sony has confirmed that development of the Vision S continues. Hyundai Ionic 5 teased ahead of its debut next month. The Ionic 5 is slated to have 
309 horsepower all-wheel drive and a range of 280 miles. Congestion fell in 387 cities last year thanks to the coronavirus. Moscow was most congested city globally while LA took the honor in the United States. Well, that's not surprising. FCA jumps into jumps onto electric aircraft bandwagon, announces partnership with Archer. The tie-up will give Archer access to FCA supply chain, composite material capabilities, and engineering expertise. Vehicles in the U.S. are becoming heavier, but also more powerful than ever before. The 27% average weight across, sorry, weight increase since 1975 is offset by a 79% power gain in the same period. 2021 Acura TLX gives the Europeans something to worry about. The 2021 Acura TLX, despite its turbo lag, has a lot going for it. Korea's 2021 Kia Mojave becomes smarter and safer with new amenities. The 2021 Kia Mojave gets semi-autonomous driving, new HUD, and other features. GM's new Bright Drop unit eyes delivery companies with EV600 electric van. FedEx will be the first customer to use the EV600, which can travel up to 250 miles on a single charge. Defective safety, safety system triggers recall for certain 2021 model year Volvo wagons and SUVs in the U.S., the recall includes six Volvo models with a 100% defect rate. Cadillac shows autonomous luxury pod and single passenger drone concepts. Cadillac wants autonomous vehicles to take you to the party or even to the skies. Tesla owners ICE'd by Ram 1500 that identifies as a Prius sipping electrons at a supercharger. This Ram's driver, this Ram's driver, that's a weird way to write that, probably thought it was funny putting an EV plug in the soot-filled tailpipe. I mean, that is kind of funny. Not gonna lie, that is kind of funny. 2022 Chevrolet Bolt EUV interior teased and will debut next month. The Bolt EUV will become the first Chevy to offer Super Cruise. Enough of that though, let's get on to that recall. A manufacturing error has led to a recall stateside for 2,883 units of the 2021 Volvo V60, V60 Country, V90, sorry, V60 Cross Country, V90, V90 Cross Country, XC60, XC90, and with a 100% estimated defect rate. During assembly at Volvo's Torslanda plant in Sweden, the SRS, Supplementary Restraint System, which controls the airbags, seatbelt pretensioners, and disconnects the high-voltage battery in the event of a crash, was not attached to the vehicle's body according to specifications, due to human error according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. A detached SRS control unit can decrease the performance of occupant protection systems such as airbags, seatbelts, and high-voltage battery disconnect, increasing the risk of injury during a crash, the NHTSA explained in the description of the safety risk, without saying if they're aware of any accidents or injuries related to this condition. The affected vehicles were made in September 2020 and will be inspected by the car manufacturer's authorized technicians who were also instructed to check the torque of the mounting screws for the SRS crash sensor and retorque them to the correct standard. The work will be carried out free of charge and dealers have already been informed of the issue. Owners should hear from Volvo in a few weeks as well as the, and the recall is expected to begin on February 19th. Until then, owners can contact the Volvo Car Customer Service at 1-800-458-1552. Once again, you can contact Volvo Car Customer, Ser Volvo Car Customer Service at 1-800-458-1552. 1552 using the recall reference number R168. Once again, you can use the recall reference number hashtag R168 or the NHTSA's vehicle safety hotline at 1 327 4236. Once again, most of you should have this down pat by now. The, NHT the NHTSA's vehicle safety hotline is 1 327 4236. 
That is going to be it for this weekly news roundup, though. I hope you all enjoyed. If you did, then please like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. And think about commenting. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, well, thank you. And don't forget to hit the little notification bell so that you're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but don't have or want the Podbean mobile app, well, then just boot up wherever you get your podcast before you set off. Type in Cody's Car Country, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I'll see you all next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.